2: Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling and we are back for the first time in 2023. My name is Taylor, joined as always by my very good friend Kelly. Kelly, happy 2023.
3: Happy New Year everybody. You have a good uh you have a good break. You have a good holidays.
2: I did have a good holiday i'm excited to be back on the show you know i did miss uh we did skip a week or an episode i should say and i did miss talking to you kelly because yeah. i always enjoy uh doing this
3: yeah no it was uh
2: i, I messaged you i'm like is
3: this the week we do the show because i haven't watched anything but I- <laughs> let's cram some stuff though
2: yeah kelly sent me into a panic last week asking if the asking if we were recording. Um, which for a moment I was not prepared and I thought, oh, I must have definitely screwed up the weeks and miscounted. But no, here we are. Uh, We have watched stuff now. We are all prepared, rested up from the holidays and ready to talk about all the big happenings in the world of Joshi and even some, um, I guess, not in the world of Joshi
3: adjacent i I suppose
2: josie yes that would be that would be the way to put it uh which of course we'll have to cover but that will be coming up we are going to be talking stardom's dream queendom show from the end of last year as well as the yearly tokyo joshi january 4th show at corican hall and everything in between so let's dive right into it but before we do Gotta get to the plugs. Follow us on Twitter at jbombaudio. Or you can follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly, Or me at Tame Rainbow. Subscribe to this podcast on your podcast app of choice. And if that app of choice happens to be Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping. Dash bomb dash audio. So, getting right into it, the first show we're going to dive in deep here is Stardom, Stardom Dream Queendom show from December 29th at Riyagoku Sumo Hall in front of 3,869 fans. Kelly, what did you think of Stardom's last big show of 2022 and the last big show from 2022 that we will be covering?
3: it sure was a big stardom show <laughs> like that just it, it feels like all their other ones uh there are some stuff on here i really liked but there is a lot in the middle where it's just like oh my god end this please
2: i was about to say what <laughs> i was i was confused i was like is that a positive review or a negative review <laughs> uh It's a it's
3: a middle of the road review. It's it's kind of just how I feel about big stardom shows, where it's just like, yeah, it doesn't really need to be a big show, does it?
2: I think there were definitely highs on this show, and um, I don't know if there were lows. Yeah, there there weren't really
3: lows. It was just a lot of like that's all right.
2: It feels like usually the shows start off with a bang, and then you have to wait a while, and then you sort of get to the um. The meat of the show and that's the exciting part but there's you know two or three things that you just sort of have to be like all right we're moving through this and that's the way it is uh so kelly i have to ask first did you watch the 13 person stardom rumble match because i did not hey me neither um it was um match of the night probably <laughs> probably all won one by the uh, very mysterious super strong stardom giant machine, uh, a new super strong stardom machine to join the original super strong stardom machine. Wow. That was a lot.
3: Uh, uh, I got a say. scoop on who that was.
2: Uh, I also have a scoop on who that was from um, the website cage match. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. Uh, See, I got mine from a source who told me that was actually AEW Star Satnam Singh.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. Uh slightly problematic to have a non-Joshi wrestler come in and and win this. Well,
3: I mean, you know, it's it's Kikotaro all over again who was actually in this match as well. <laughs> uh
2: that is right. Um yeah, so I guess uh breaking rules all over the place. But neither of us watched this, so um yeah. Yeah, I, I got
3: my I got my uh I got my scoop from Sanjay Dutt. I asked him like, hey, what brand of pencils do you use? They look really nice. And then he just told me about Satin of Singh and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Thanks. You didn't the answer scope. the
2: question about the pencils, but never found games. out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I assume it's Ticonderoga,
2: but I don't know for sure. How many brands of pencils can you name? um
3: the Ticonderoga
2: <laughs> you on the spot isn't there another now i'm like there is another brand of pencils um but for some reason all my mind says is number 2 but number 2 yeah. is not the brand number it's 2 is the, the, the type, type
3: of lead i think
2: although i think gra- i think now it's all graphite yeah, it's graphite um Ticonderoga I guess well so, anyway. does, does bic
3: Make uh, pencils too. Well, I Bic make pen- I think
2: would be categorized as mechanical pencils. True, which I guess are pencils. But I'm thinking of sort of traditional.
3: Papermate. <laughs> Papermate makes them.
2: Are you now looking this up? Or are you coming up with this? No, I'm looking up. I'm okay. looking it
3: up. Yeah. I don't really
2: cause... use. I don't really use pencils anymore. I think. That's no, I haven't transition. used a pencil in years. I used to use pencils all the time. Now I almost exclusively use pens.
3: Uh the New York Times suggests uh Golden Bear.
2: Golden Bear is yeah. that a premium pencil? I guess it is. It sounds like a premium pencil. Uh but anyway, uh if you came here for pencil talk, boy, was this the week the right week for you to listen. Ooh, they uh, call
3: the Blackwing six hundred two the Cadillac of pencils.
2: How much? How much is that pencil?
3: Uh, twenty-seven dollars for a pack of twelve.
2: Oh, okay. I thought this you pencil, were going to say for one pencil.
3: Yeah, this pencil has a buttery soft exterior, or a placeable eraser, and an incense cedar barrel, uh, and a smooth dirt core. But it costs more than twice as much as normal uh, writing pencils, and you can't use it on standardized tests.
2: Oh. But a replaceable eraser is is big. Although of course you have to sharpen. So like eventually you have to get rid of the, the pencil. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the replaceable eraser isn't all of that.
3: Man, you go on Amazon, pencil. you pay forty five dollars, you can get two hundred and forty Ticonderoga pencils.
2: Like they're grown on trees. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the (laughs) matches we did see on this show, starting with the high-speed title match, the first title match of the evening. The champion, Azumi, retaining her title against Hikari Shimizu, the Wrestling Observer, went four stars on this match. Kelly, what did you go on this match?
3: Uh, I was slightly below that. I was three and three quarters. Uh, where were you on that one?
2: Uh, fascinating because I was slightly above that. Oh. I went four and a quarter stars. <laughs> um, I, I my first note on this match was she does it again. Yeah. Uh, I just think I really like these matches. These matches are very much my style, and the thing I realized during this one. You know, a lot of the thoughts I sort of have about these matches are the same, where I'm like, this is really great, and it's really fast-paced, and it's only nine minutes, so there isn't, like, a lot of little bits and pieces that I'm like, ooh, that was good. But Azumi has made everyone, I think everyone she's defended this title against in this reign, look really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't think of one person who the match ended, and I'm like, well, that was good, but... Thank God we won't be seeing that person again.
3: I feel like in particular, this match, she really did that. Like, I would say this is the most in peril she felt in her defenses. Like, this was way more Izumi working defensively rather than it being a more 50-50 match like it's been in recent in her uh, the rest of her title run, I think.
2: Yeah, I wrote in my notes that I thought Hikari Shimizu looked really great, which is what sort of prompted this thought because I was like, well, really everyone that she's defended against has looked great. You know, a lot of the people she's defended against also I've liked as wrestlers sort of prior, you know, May Saruga comes to mind was another one that I thought May looked really good, but that's someone who I know and I like. So maybe it's sort of confirmation bias on my part. And I'm like, hey, they look great. Of course, there are people I like, but I think every defense that she's had, you know, she's beaten everyone. But I think everyone, especially the sort of non-stardom people who aren't really in the mix all the time, I think come out looking better than they did before, even though they're losing. Oh, for sure. The next match was a pre-Triangle Derby match. A six-person tag. The team of Hannan, Miyu Iwatani, Mayu Iwatani. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm rusty. Hannan, Mayu Iwatani, and Momokogo defeating Hazuki, Koguma, and Saya Ida in 12 minutes and four seconds. Uh, this felt like a get people on the show match. And I actually thought in the second half of the match... It had some nice sequences and the pace sort of picked up, but then it kept going and I sort of lost. I was like, oh, this is this is getting good. They're working to the finish. And then it felt like it kept going for a couple minutes more than I thought it would. And I so- started to soften on it again where I was like, oh, like okay, uh, let's wrap this up. And they didn't for a couple <laughs> more minutes. And then by the end, I was sort of like, meh.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. I ended up at like at just three stars on it. I thought it was fine, but I do think like they put more effort into the match than it probably deserved based on its like where it was on the card.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's I think what I was talking about where I was like, Oh, there were some nice sequences. It just sort of felt like a okay, this match has to go twelve minutes, and they were sort of like, Oh, okay. Uh, we have a nine-minute match, but we'll go 12.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much
2: how it felt. The next match, a tag team match, Mina Shirakawa, accompanied by her new Club Venus members, Zaya Brookside and Mariah May, teaming with Unagi Sayaka, defeated Mai Sakurai and Tekla, In 10 minutes and 13 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of the debut of Club Venus?
3: Club Venus really feels like the ghosts of Gaijin past. Like, (laughs) it's just like, oh, wow, it's 2016 again. Huh, okay. Uh, I thought the match itself was interesting. You don't see a lot of matches that are worked around someone's face. So (laughs) it's just kind of interesting to see that. And I thought they actually did a pretty good job of it. Uh, overall, it was a, fi- like a fine match. Again, another three-star match, but I will say I did enjoy this more than the prior uh, trios match. But yeah, the uh, I thought the end angle wasn't that great and kind of just felt really long to me. <laughs> and I'm not super excited about Club Venus. Uh, w- w- what are your thoughts on Club Venus?
2: Uh, my thought was, I think Zaya Brookside is fairly good. I've seen... A decent amount of her i wasn't like jumping up and down when it was like she's here i'm sort of like oh oh okay in- like that's interesting mariah may who who is this <laughs> um she said
3: on twitter the other day that she had her hundredth match in currican hall so
2: in the, in the main event.
3: She hasn't been around that long, I
2: guess. Uh, so we will see. So definitely, I mean, Zaya Brookside, I was sort of like, oh, that's someone who is interesting to bring in. But I definitely agree on, like, the 2016 uh, Rebel Kel energy with Mariah May. Rebel Kel, who I believe wrestled on AEW Dark this week. Oh, wow. She's back. <laughs> um. It. It felt to me like a match that was purely designed to introduce Club Venus. Like, Mm -hmm. sort of the match didn't really matter all that much. Uh, But it was sort of like, here's Club Venus, and then the stuff with Unagi at the end where it was like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Sad scenes for Unagi is the note that I put in my... uh, in my notes.
3: Like is Zunagi going on exile again now? (laughs)
2: Um, Well, she does have a match coming up, not in stardom, which we'll talk about in, in uh, a little bit. I also have to go to fashion corner real quick. Oh, okay. Um, Kelly. I know later in the show, we are going to go hard on fashion. Oh yeah, we are. But I, (laughs) I did make a note that Tekla, all of Tekla's um, choices, fashion, Um, and otherwise seem to be made by the perspective of someone who really loved the year 2003. Yeah, I can see that came out with the glasses um, for this match, which felt like um, someone would have worn in the aftermath of the matrix sequels releases when they introduced those (laughs) twin characters who always wore glasses like that. And people were like, yeah, these glasses are really cool. But like the hair, is another aspect of it. With the like braided parts of the hair, that I'm like, this is a this has big 2003. She is definitely
3: better. in the background of a music video.
2: Uh yes, um in in the music video for the end credit song from The Matrix. Yes, <laughs> where like you'd release it, you'd be like, oh so and so, I don't know, 2003. Who would that be? Like Ashanti uh has released the end credit song for the matrix revolutions um and they'd released the music video like three weeks before and it would have been all green (laughs) and they would have had a rapper that would have been like made would have made some rap about being in the matrix or something
3: tecla stars in a hacking
2: music video by the crystal method (laughs) (laughs) um But to go back to Club Venus, I said that Mina walking in had the energy of someone who's accompanied by two, quote, quote unquote, women. Um, (laughs) And by that, I meant like when people walk in and um, sort of like uh, Yujiro always feels like you know the names of the women he walks in with, but they just feel like we need some women here uh walk to the ring with this person so you can be the woman uh that was sort of the energy and then at the end she introduced them but uh, that would
3: honestly be amazing if they were just like hey mina just just be you <laughs> just everything he does in his gimmick do that
2: uh care start carrying around a cane yeah uh and get the bucket hat
3: like i think she would be tremendous in that role <laughs>
2: Look, bucket hats are big, and they're coming back in wrestling. I like that hat. Although, if anyone's going to wear a bucket hat, it's going to be Tekla, because that's Mm -hmm. a 2003 uh, fashion. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Anyway, the... She
3: steals the hat off of Mina's head, and then it's hers now. Then they have a whole feud about the hat. Uh, Yeah. Mina and her women against Tekla (laughs) and her new hat.
2: (laughs) Mina and her women. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The next match was a Goddesses of Stardom title, number one contendership, three-way match, Himika and Mika defeating both the teams of Ami Sorei and Mirai, and Natsukatora and Ruaka in 10 minutes and 6 seconds. Uh, this, another match that was fine, I didn't really care about it, because it felt like six people who don't... Look, I know it was a number one contendership match and people are going to respond to what I'm about to say and say, no, they're going to be number one contenders. Feels like six people who don't have a lot of momentum. Yeah. Like, Ami is future of stardom title holder. Okay, that's fine. Himika and Micah feel now firmly entrenched in... You know, they could win. They could... Now they're number one contenders. They could win the tag titles. Certainly possible. Um, but it feels sort of like that is starting to become their ceiling.
3: They are Goto and Yoshihashi.
2: (laughs) Correct. Um, I mean, Natsuko Toro and Ruaka, I'm sorry. Absolutely, who could ever care um, about them? And Mirai feels like the thing that happens all the time, which is someone comes in, they get booked incredibly strongly for a very long time, and then Rossi forgets about them and they just sit in the mid card, see Himiko and Micah.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rossi gets bored of his new toy.
2: He's like, okay, they've now won this. And then the argument becomes anytime, you know, someone says, oh, they're just sort of floating around. Well, last year they did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, great, who cares?
3: I have no thoughts on this match because as I was watching it, like as the bell rang, the Vince McMahon news broke. Ay, ay, ay. And then I was flooded in a state of just euphoria at thinking about WWE's demise at the hands of Vince McMahon.
2: Uh, yeah, I could see why you would be distracted by that. <laughs> uh, but not much else to say about that match. Like I said, I thought it was fine. Shrug. The next match was a singles match between Kairi and Utami, which, say it with me, went to a time limit draw draw. in 15 minutes. Uh, My note is that I call the result from the very first second of the match. Literally, I think the first lockup I said, hmm, I bet they're going to go to a time limit draw. (laughs) And then they did. I will say this. I thought the match was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it had a real intensity. Uh, Utami blocked. They did that sort of typical, uh, like, first seconds of the match, we're going to try and hit our finishers on each other. And I thought Utami's block of Kyrie's back fist was really good. It sounded very intentional. Like, sometimes it gets blocked and it's sort of like, oh, I just put my hand up. That felt like, no, get away from me. Uh Kyrie hit a great dropkick on Utami in the corner, which I really liked. But let me ask this question, Kelly, and you can okay. answer or don't or don't answer. <laughs> Let's be in kayfabe for a second. Okay. You're in stardom. You're you're a wrestler in stardom <laughs> You're in a promotion where time limit draws happen all the time. Almost every show. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, as a wrestler, try and adapt your style to speed up the matches and not go so incredibly slow
3: either that or I would adapt my style to give myself more uh stamina to
2: last these hour these uh these time limit draws? <laughs> I just feel like. We see so many time limit draws and yet we don't see a lot of these time limit draws where like all these time limit draws feel like ah we're stalling for time. Yeah. But like this is a 15 minute match.
3: I'm t- it's it's some psychological thing where a wrestler knows they're working a time limit draw and suddenly they have to their brain tells them whoa slow it down buddy. Slap on I- a headlock.
2: Like, I think it would be interesting. I mean, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I don't know if I think it would be interesting. Um, like, if one of the high-speed title matches went to a 15-minute draw, I'm sure they would not start the match by, you know, plodding around, burning five minutes... Like, I want to see some of these where it's like a 15 minute draw where it's 15 minutes of like, go, 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 go. Oh, and it happens. You go to a time limit draw.
3: Didn't they do the draw with the high speed title last year between Azumi and Starlight Kid? Or am I thinking of something else? Was that a? I don't know. I thought know. they I did, did a draw on Kurakin between those two.
2: But I'm saying like that sort of energy where it's like we're going fast and we happen to go to a time limit draw. Yeah. That's the sort of thing where I'm like, oh, like, okay. I sort of buy that. You went really, you were trying to win the whole time. Like these matches feel very much like, hey, in kayfabe, why are you like wandering around in a match where you've only got 15 minutes? You're wrestling, you know, for either person. Kyrie for utami or tommy for Kyrie? you're wrestling one of the best wrestlers in the company wouldn't you be like hey maybe i should pick up my speed so i don't get a time limit draw but then time limit draws are not really there's no sort of punishment no so why would people speed
3: yeah speed themselves up it's weird i don't i don't know what you do with it like I guess, I don't know, because it's like, they don't, yeah, they don't lose the match if they get the draw, and it keeps them in good standing, I suppose, but, like, I don't know, I guess, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no reason why they shouldn't be trying to, like, and it feels like now, even when they're making the time calls, they don't rush anymore.
2: Yeah, there's, like, no sense of anyone trying to win, Because I think at the end of the day, it's like, whoops, we went to a draw. Yeah. Like, I guess for Kyrie, that might make sense because it's like, well, I'm the title holder. So if we go to a draw, who cares? Like, I guess I fought off my challenger not pinning me. You know, not not this wasn't a title match, but like if she would have won. Then she could have said, well, I pinned you. I should get a title match. And if you're Kyrie, you're like, well, you didn't pin me. So you don't get a match. Like that sort of makes sense, but I don't know. If you're Utami, yeah. wouldn't you be like, I really should try and as hard as I can to win this match? <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, you'd think.
2: But I don't know. I went three and three quarters. Hey, me too. Hey, look at that. It was uh, it
3: was weird to see like Utami in kind of this tune up position for Kyrie. But like at the end, the match ended up feeling more like a prelude to a match they're going to have down the road, so it kind of worked in that, but prior to the match, I was like, is this just going to be some weird
2: squash or what? The next match was our second title match, the Artists of Stardom Titles Hardcore Match, the prominence team of Haragi Kurumi, Risa Sara, and Suzu Suzuki defeating the champions Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid in 15 minutes and 54 seconds to win the title. Kelly, what do you think of this match?
3: This match rocked. I was super happy with it. It was a very welcome change of pace uh, to the show. Just two trios that I really like a lot going out there and having a killer match. and That was super fun, and it was exactly what I was kind of hoping it would be. I'm very excited to see more of prominence and stardom. I I really like all the stuff they do in the company, and it, like I say, it just it it gives things a different feel, which is nice. It gives some variety to the shows. So I I was really happy with this. I went uh, four and a quarter on it. Uh, what do you think?
2: That's very interesting. I enjoyed it, but there was something that sort of held it back from being really great. Like I went three and a half. Okay. I was probably on the three and three quarters border. Um, There's something about these matches, these prominent matches, when they're all in a group, that feels to me sort of like Suzu Suzuki is here, and also these two other people are here.
3: Oh, Suzu and
2: her women. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Suzu and her women were... So much of the Suzu stuff is so exciting. And then the minute she is not the focus, it's sort of like, well, this is a, you know, average match. And I mean, I do think a lot of this was good. I think that they had the right opponent in this Oedo Tai team who were all sort of willing to go there with them. I do worry about like, prominence defending the title against um like Kogo, saya ida and lady <laughs> c in that are they just going to do like a straight up match i hope not but are they going to do a hardcore match with some of this roster that i think is probably on the side of like we don't want to do that
3: I think they should It just get them out of their comfort zone and try different things. Like, I think that would be cool. I mean, I don't know if they will, but I, I, I really hope that's what happens.
2: I guess I'm like future, like looking ahead when I don't really know the answer, I guess the answer could be, they always do hardcore matches and everyone in the promotion is really good. I mean, and there are a number of people who I think I'm like, Oh yeah, I bet they would get like Tom. We know, let Tom is, run the blade is willing to do that stuff. I think there would be other people. I mean, even though, um, we don't love her, you know, not would probably do it. Um, I don't know, but it's just one of those things where it's like, Hmm, that will be interesting to see. But, uh, a big thing that held the match back for me was the freaking cameraman. Uh, not, seeing the big spot of the match oh, that right at the end
3: ass. Uh,
2: I was like boy didn't Kelly and I just talk about how bad wrestling camera work is yep. on this show Um, so that that I was sort of like oh the big spot and I just missed it and that's sort of the conclusion of this match and um, it got missed
3: yeah no that was that was bad I <laughs> I was really upset about that.
2: Um the one spot that I really did love that they did not miss was Starlight Kid nearly running over Karumi's head in the first like 5 yes! seconds of the match <laughs> with the bicycle. Yeah, I that was, was like, like, crazy. Good God, man. that could have gone very wrong. <laughs> um but it was yeah, uh, so, an
3: interesting spot idea, but boy, howdy, that
2: could have gone so badly. <laughs> I mean, it made sense, but I was like, "Ooh, a couple more inches, and that, it would have been." And it was like in the first few seconds, where yeah, would have just been like, well, the match is over." <laughs> Someone's head has been crushed by a bicycle. <laughs> uh, that's why you should put like a piece of wood down or something to run yeah. on. Um, Got to get a ramp. Yeah, do a trick off of them. That would be fun. Um, So, yeah, that was the Artists of Stardom title match. The first of two, I would call them, outsider teams to win titles because the next match was our Goddesses of Stardom title match where the team of Nane, Takahashi, and Yu... Defeated Natsupoi and Tom Nakino in fifteen minutes and fifty-seven seconds to win the titles. Kelly, as a big Meltier fan, <laughs> how do you feel about this result? I
3: don't know. I went. I thought the match was fine, but like, I don't really care about either team. Like, I like Nanae Takahashi. I don't really care about you at all. And like you mentioned, I'm not a big Meltier fan, despite liking both of the wrestlers in it. I just don't like them as a team. So I don't know. I thought this match was pretty boring for the most part, but it picked up here and there. So I don't know. It just kind of, it happened. It was a three-star special, I thought. (laughs) I guess I'm happy that Meltier isn't the champion, aren't the champions anymore.
2: I actually thought the match was pretty good. Um, I was probably like three and a half, three and three quarters again. Um, but my note was, I really enjoyed this, uh, but absolutely dreading a U tag title ring. Yeah. Look, I've seen it. She's got all these tag titles in all of these smaller promotions, you know, Sendai girls, uh, and things like that. And it's like, I'm never really all that excited by these matches. I thought the big highlight of this match was Natsupoi, who I thought looked, once again, like almost every time she wrestles, looked really good. (laughs) She's clearly super talented. And it's like every time I see her, I'm like, this is a great wrestler. She's putting it all together. And again, it's one of those things like the previous match where I'm like, yeah, it was a pretty good matchup of teams this I was glad to have Natsapoi, but I'm like, am I excited to see like you face off against Micah? Not really. Nah. Uh, And I do like Nanai, but it's only half the team. Yeah. So I was sort of like, oh, it was a good match, but oh, this could be, you know, and maybe they drop it after, you know, they drop it right to him and Micah. I guess is possible. And then maybe this isn't a problem, but I just sort of was like, Hey, good match. But I don't know that I'm all that excited about what's coming next.
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't have to deal with Miltier's entrance anymore. So that's cool.
2: Well, who's to say they don't build themselves right back up and come back for the tag title. Uh, that's probably exactly what they'll do. The, Semi-main event of this show was the wonder of stardom title match. The champion, Saya Kamatani, making defense number 12, defeating Haruka Umasaki in 16 minutes and 33 seconds. All I have to say about this match, beginning of the match, almost right away, Saya doing a flipping, diving headbutt? uh off the apron which didn't connect and looked really stupid and i wrote saya never change
3: yep saya gonna saya uh
2: just a move that just looked like garbage (laughs) um and my only other note was it was a saya match
3: yeah uh i enjoyed this a little bit more than i thought i would it's still a super weird match like, why is this happening? Why <laughs> why is this the semi-main event? I don't I don't really understand, but I don't know. I thought Umasaki did really well and Saya wasn't completely terrible, but there were a couple times where she sold stuff like she was Shawn Michaels in that one Hulk Hogan match. <laughs> like there was a, a handful of times where she just kind of flopped around when she took a bump. It was real weird. But overall, it was it was good. I went three and a half on it, which is probably the highest I've gone in a Sia match in a while, I
2: think. For you, that's like a five-star Saya match. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. The last match of the show, the main event, the big match on this show for the World of Stardom title, Julia defeating Shuri in 29 minutes and 51 seconds to become new World of Stardom champion. The Wrestling Observer gave it four and three-quarter stars. Kelly, what did you think of the match?
3: Uh, I was right in line with that. I went four and three-quarters as well. I thought it was a really damn good match. Uh, I think it was at its best when it felt like a brawl which is definitely the style Julia excels in for sure. Uh, But like in the third quarter, it kind of went into more of their usual start of main event formula. So it kind of was just like, oh, okay. I mean, this is still good, but like this wasn't what it was before. But then they kind of went back and kept doing their own thing. And then Julia dropped Siri on her head and it was awesome. Uh, I can't believe they did the Taz Bam Bam suplex off of the ramp onto the chairs spot. That was insane and probably gave the match an extra half a star for me. <laughs> I was super excited about that spot and it was cool to see uh, Julia get her big win. What do you think?
2: Well, three for three. I also went four and three quarter stars. Oh, we get a free sub. <laughs> Uh, I just really liked it. I, for a while was like, okay, this is for, I was at about four and a half. And I think I had the same thing you did where there was sort of a stretch where I was like, okay, this is good. Um, I'm not like blown away in the moment. And then it sort of went back up into the sort of finishing sequence with the headbutts, uh, which is something I know not everyone enjoys, but I enjoy. Um, They're fucking
3: cool as hell.
2: <laughs> and then just the finishing sequence of everyone getting, not everyone, both of them getting dropped on their heads multiple times. And, I should have dropped
3: Daichi on his head.
2: Well, there was one, there was one pin that was not done correctly, <laughs> uh, and I was like Daichi. It was a pin where. I don't remember who, I think it might have been Julia pinning Shuri where Shuri, it didn't look like she kicked out, but Daichi just pulled up really early. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, that's not right. Um,
3: I had to explain to someone in the Voices of Wrestling Slack that uh, Daichi kind of sucks at the 2.99 kickouts because they were like, well, they kind of screwed up some pins. I was like, well, not their fault. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Daichi house style.
3: Yeah. So if you had to do redo your top 10 from last episode, where would this rank? Do you think?
2: Oh gosh, I would have to look at my 10. I don't even remember what I put. But
3: I went back it's... and I think I would end up slotting it at 6.
2: In terms of stardom, it would be below the cage match and I mean, frankly, I would probably have to go back and rewatch the Stardom um, Stardom Azumi Starlight Kid match because that I gave four and three quarters, and because I've it's been so long since I watched it, I think I might have that that one ahead. Um, do I have? Let's see. Let's look at this. What was my list? Ch-ch-ch-ch. So it would have it would be probably number 3 or maybe number 4.
3: I it- slotted mine in between Julia versus Suzu from the Five Star and Siri versus Asuka from the Hana Memorial show.
2: Yeah, and mine would probably either because if it was three, it would be ahead of the Saya Starlight Kid match um, from July, which I also went four and three quarters on. Or it would be below, which would make it four. Um, just ahead of the Magical Sugar Rabbits free Wi-Fi tag match from Yes Wonderland. Uh, which was the first of my four and a half star matches. Uh, so it would be up there. Um, and i'm sure someone will get angry that we didn't go five stars but (laughs) that's the way life is yeah it's okay we can all think differently so that was stardom's dream queendom show next we will dive into our first show of 2023 tokyo joshi's show their new year show from corican hall on january 4th in front of 1111 fans a fun number 1111 yeah kelly what did you think of this show overall
3: i thought it was really good it was a super fun show they always do uh really good january 4th shows and this one was no different
2: This was a show where I was enjoying myself, but I think if the main event had not delivered, I think I may have walked away slightly disappointed. I can see that. As we said at the end of last year, New Year for Tokyo Joshi, the standards are higher, and I think I would have been like, oh, it was good, but I wish it had been better.
3: Yeah, no, that's understandable.
2: Um, But the main event did deliver, as we'll talk about in a second, so... I thought the show was very good. Um, the show began with Himawari's debut in defeat, losing to Yuki Aeno in six minutes and five seconds. Kelly, what did you think of the opening match of the show?
3: I thought, I thought it was fine. Um, I thought Himawari came off really well. She didn't feel like a rookie. She felt like she was someone they'd kind of just pulled off the indies out of obscurity. And she's already got her character and stuff down. Cause like, she just, she felt like she's been doing this for a while. And again, it's not like she's great in ring, but she just kind of has all the personality and just how she carries herself down. So well, Uh, I like her gear a lot. It looks different from a lot of the other women in Tokyo, Joshi. Um, yeah, I don't know. I th- I don't think UKAINO is the best person to have a debut match against because I don't know. I don't think she's very good. But whatever. Uh, I so two and a half stars on the match. It was fine, but I think Himawari came off much better than that in terms of like just her, just her presence is there already. I think.
2: I also thought the match was fine. I wasn't really all that over the moon by, um, with any of it. I thought it was, I think that we've sort of gotten spoiled with a lot of these, um, younger wrestler rookie slash younger wrestler debuts in that a lot of them have had a very easy hook into who the wrestlers are. Um, you know, Juria Kayaturabami is one, um, And this sort of felt like she did look polished, but at the end I was sort of like, okay, that was a wrestler. I don't really know that much about them.
3: Yeah, Um, she's kind of just like, she's comedy girl, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, you are a wrestler. Okay, that's what I learned in this six minutes. But I sort of already knew that before because it's a wrestling show, so I knew that you were a wrestler.
3: Yeah, like Um, if someone told me like, hey, she's been working for like the past five years in a random Osaka indie. No one's ever heard of doing comedy stuff. I'd be like, yeah,
2: Well, believe that from actress girls.
3: Did she? Okay.
2: Yes. So she is not brand. She is not brand new. Okay. Um, See, I thought she was totally new. I mean, she didn't have a lot. She's not like a, you know, seasoned veteran, but, um, yes, has a little bit. So you're right in a way. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that was the opening match. The next match, a tag team match. Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto, the Karate Friends, defeating Arisa Endo and the debuting, officially debuting, Wakana Uehara in 9 minutes and 15 seconds. And Kelly, we told the people that we were going to go to Fashion Corner, and here it is. It's time for us to go to Fashion Corner. Cool oh boy. With one of our favorite topics, the gear of mocha miyamoto who debuted uh what do i want to say updated gear i guess i'm not sure i would call it new. i mean it was new but i'm not sure i would call it new and that it's totally different my and we disagree this was <laughs> the only thing that we talked about about really any of these shows <laughs> in the two in since we've recorded last um in that I thought her gear, I thought the top looks better because it looks all like one thing now as where before it looked like two different bits of gear stitched together. But the skirt, why are we wearing a blanket?
3: (laughs) The whole thing to me looks like she tripped and fell and like, wrapped herself up in some drapes that she pulled down from the windows and they're like, you gotta go wrestle, get out there. And she just kind of wrapped the drapes around herself and ran out there and it just became her gear.
2: Because the top does look, I'm like, okay, that is sort of karate inspired. I can see it as one piece. And then the bottom is just like this weird, I don't know. It's just so
3: much fabric. Yeah, it looks very heavy. It's very much like the what I always think with Raku, where I'm just like, how is she not just melting? Like it's gotta be hot as hell working in that.
2: And then you have Juria coming in who looks very cool. Yeah, and you're sort of like, can't you, you know? Now you're like a tag team sort Get of matching Can gear. Tag?
3: Yes, and don't give Juria Mocha's gear. <laughs>
2: I also think, and this may be controversial, I, I'm not opposed to the bow in the hair, but the bow in the hair is so big, it's it's overwhelm. I think it overwhelms her head. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Where you just look at her and you're like, oh, she's wearing a giant bow. <laughs> so it's like, oh, she's wearing a giant bow. She sort of has the a uh, sort of karate gi inspired top and then a very long heavy skirt and it just feels like three different characters.
3: Someone had infinite buy one get one free coupons for Joanne's fabrics and just whatever fabric they needed for uh her gear they just bought double of it and used it all.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: But other than that, I thought the Yeah, no, I we're not gear.
3: done. We're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I you have
2: that. you have more fashion?
3: Yes, we need to oh. talk about Uahara's gear.
2: Oh, I this is all you because I thought her gear was fine.
3: It's just Maki-ido gear.
2: Well, like no. it's
3: just straight up old Maki-ido gear.
2: You got it use, looks you got too you gotta, similar. You got to look you got to use what you got. I
3: guess, but I don't know. I, I, it, it's too similar to the gear she used to wear, and it needs to change. Because every time I see it, I'm like, why is Maki Ito from two years ago wrestling?
2: Oh, see, I didn't have that issue. I thought that she looked fine. Maybe okay. I was so distracted by um, Mocha.
3: Entirely possible.
2: <laughs> but I was going to say, other than that, the match, I thought it was a fun match, and I thought Arisa Endo looked great.
3: Yeah, Endo was great. Uh, Moko, Jiria, and Endo were all really good, I thought. Uh, I think Uehara did absolutely nothing to stand out and kind of is just super forgettable in this match. (laughs) And that might be the worst debut they've had in Tokyo Joshi in a while
2: because of that. I mean, I think she was in the ring with Endo and Nagano, who both... really (laughs) pull a lot of attention but i mean they're older wrestlers yeah you know i think himawari got a much better debut match Mm -hmm. because you have more of an opportunity to be like hey look at what i can do as opposed to being in the ring with two people who are very young and already very good and it's like i don't know i think there's very few rookies that would have come in and been like wow they look you know they look on the same level with these people
3: Yeah, maybe it was just a bad place to debut her, but at the same time, maybe they don't trust her to do singles matches yet.
2: Uh, Possibly, we will see. I know that she's going to miss some shows as she's figuring out her schedule to get back, but hopefully once she does that, she'll be wrestling uh, more frequently. Yeah. The next match was a six-person tag team match. The team of Kayatorabami, Mahiro Kiryu, and now Kakuta defeating Haruna Neko, Palm Harajuku, and Raku. Uh, This was the Tokyo Joshi get some people on the card that they have on every show. Uh, Standout for me was Palm Harajuku, who I loved, and I thought everyone else was aggressively fine.
3: Pam Harajuku, wrestler of the year 2023, let's go.
2: Uh, She is going to get a big moment at some point, maybe with someone we'll talk about later, and it will be a big deal and it will be big.
3: Yep, Uh, I'm so excited for that eventual day.
2: (laughs) Is what I think. I think everyone else was just perfectly average, including Torabami, who sort of took that leap uh, maybe not a leap, but took the step up that we talk about, but now seems to be stuck with the also-rans of the company. Yeah. It feels like they've seen her and been like, well, this is the top, and so she's now sort of stuck to the Nako Kiryu's. Which is also weirdly where now Kakuda spends a lot of time, which is sort of strange to me because I do think that she's a little bit above that level. Um, but it's tougher now. You got a lot of good talent, so you got to really, uh, stick out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the match? I thought it was good. Um,
3: I, for, it wasn't like blow away awesome, but I don't know. I think it was a solid three-star match. Uh, and like I said, Palm is the wrestler of the year in 2023. So got to get, get on that train now.
2: The next match was a New Year's tradition, the Hyper Masao Shoko Nakajima match, which uh, went to a shocking draw in 14 minutes and 57 seconds. What is this, stardom? (laughs) Am I right? Uh, In the New Year Rabbits and Horns match, Kelly, what did you think? I'll let you go first. What did you think of this?
3: I thought this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed how it was a ladder match that turned into a lumberjack ladder match, which turned into a lumberjack ladder match where all weapons are legal. Thought that was a really good time. Uh, I When the lumberjacks came out, I will say, I it, Himawari fit right in. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, look at this new girl. It was just like, hey, here's this other person that kind of just fits in with everyone else with their hammers and rabbit hats. Uh, of course, as always, the bucket of kaiju toys came out and I started sweating. Don't like to see those boys get hurt. The, uh, the bump onto the Mechagodzilla looked like it sucked a whole lot. (laughs) And just overall, the match was stupid as hell and I loved it. Four stars.
2: Yeah, another, another New Year's classic between, uh, Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima. I did think it was funny, and I did enjoy that they went to the draw. I think the highlight for me was the Lumberjacks um, and the action with the Lumberjacks. Although I didn't quite understand that, um, I think it was Hyper Masao attacked Ariso Endo like right when they came out. And I thought, oh, she's going to get her back. But then it felt like she just sort of got up and was equally mean to both people.
3: Who was it that gave Endo the suplex on the floor?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. That was, was that. Was like, that? yeah,
3: that was such a weird moment
2: where I was like, oh, she's going to get better and she's going to come back and really use the hammer and knock her. And then it just didn't really happen, <laughs> which I was like, oh, maybe I was just anticipating something happening that, wasn't supposed to happen but that's what i thought i thought well she's got a hammer she's got to come back and hammer but then she came back and hammered everyone equally yeah and kiryu losing the top of multiple hammers yes (laughs) um no one else did i don't think no i think she was the only person who couldn't keep the hammer head on the hammer the hammer head on the hammer stick
3: yeah sounds right
2: okay um But yeah, another I don't know, these would be so hard to rate for me, like rate these Masao Nakajima New Year's matches.
3: That's why I just throw four stars on it, because I'm like, I know I liked it. I cannot justify going any higher.
2: Yeah. But it definitely needs to go in my list. The next match was the Princess of Princess title number one contendership six-person delayed entry battle royal with Mizuki defeating Hikari Noa, Maki Ito, Rika Tetsumi, Suzume, and Yuki Kamafuku in 16 minutes and 58 seconds. This to me felt like the battle royal part of it was very fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, it felt like people were getting in the ring and being like, and now we're out. And then they had a very abbreviated sort of six minute Mizuki Maki Ito match. And I'm like, if, if everyone was just going to get in the ring and then get out in a couple minutes, why didn't they just figure out some way to be like "Uh, the number one contender match is Mizuki and Maki Ito.
3: Yeah. It definitely felt like they should have just done that.
2: (laughs) because the six minutes we got was really good between oh, yeah. Mizuki and Ito. But I was like, why did we waste time like having Suzume run in the ring for three minutes to then, you know, get thrown out or whatever, or, you know, go over the top rope. Um, like Akari Noah was in the match less than five minutes. Um, uh, so it was just sort of strange, and I was sort of getting into Mizuki and Ito, and then it ended, and I was sort of like, ooh, if it would have had more time, this would have been really good.
3: Yeah, I think it was a case of just getting people on the card. Because you figured you had two new people, and three outsiders on the card, so that's five spots there that normally would be taken up by these people.
2: Yeah, that is true. It gets everyone, it gets all these people on the card, but you know, if I had been like, oh, great, I get to see Suzume and then you see Suzume for like four minutes. I would be like, what the heck? Yeah. Just do like a 10 minute. I don't know, do a 10 minute Maki Ito Mizuki match and do a 10 minute Hikari Noah and Suzume versus Rika tetsumi and Yuki Kamafuku random tag.
3: Yeah, that probably would have been.
2: You're only talking about three more minutes of time. Now you have the entrances, but yeah, it was just sort of, it wasn't bad. I just sort of wish that it would have been the singles because I think the singles would have ended up really good. And it tells, hopefully, you know, I hate to say this because every time I've said this on the podcast, I've been wrong. (laughs) Um, But the first step in Mizuki finally winning the title, you know, defeating, the people of her past and her future you know starting with maki ito. i mean it's sort of a short journey but starting with maki <laughs> ito and eventually then y- yuka i mean i would say those are the two major people of mizuki's story in tokyo joshi oh for sure so i don't know maybe they also thought that if they did mizuki maki ito that it would be too obvious that it would be mizuki maybe but it was sort of obvious even though there were six people in this match yeah you know yeah I thought, I don't oh, know. it's gonna be mizuki you know it's not gonna be akari noah i thought it could i mean i guess the good thing at the end is i thought well they could go maki ito i guess that would make sense because then you thought well if it was maki ito then maybe miyu wins the main event and they do that again, but like I didn't think Rika was winning. Suzume, Yuki, no. Hari Noah. So
3: yeah, it was only one of two people in this match yeah. that was winning for sure.
2: Seems like we're a little down on the match, but I did enjoy what there was.
3: Yeah, I still went uh, three and three quarters on it.
2: The next match was our first of three title matches. The international princess title, the champion Miyu Watanabe retaining the title over the visiting Trish Adora in 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Kelly, I had only seen a handful of Trish Adora matches before this one. How familiar were you with her before this match?
3: Yeah, I've only seen a handful of her stuff too. Just matches here and there and then some of her uh aew appearances
2: and what did you think of what did you think of her i think she's good her
3: here? yeah no i think she's good and i thought she came off really well here i think she definitely felt like she belonged in the match you know it didn't feel like she was outclassed or anything so that was that was good uh i will say i think the match felt a little short and it was only ten and a half minutes so like i think they
2: could have got a little
3: bit more time but overall, decent match. Uh, three and a half stars for me. What did you think of it?
2: Yeah, I really liked it. I went three and three quarters. Uh, I di- I do agree with you that it did feel slightly short to me. Um, but I liked what there was. I liked, for the most part, wasn't perfect, but I like a lot of Miyu's arm selling. There was the moment earlier on in the match where she went to do the big swing for the first time she sort of went to do it. She did a small sort of cell of like, oh, my arm. And then started walking away and like did a bigger cell as if it was like, ooh, it hurt for a moment. And then it's sort of the adrenaline's wearing off of trying to do the swing and now it really hurts. Um, I thought that was sort of a interesting cell that I hadn't seen before and felt very real to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was great. I think near the end, the arm selling sort of disappeared as they came to the conclusion. It was sort of like, "Hey, where'd all the selling go?" Yeah. <laughs> but then the match just sort of ended, so it was like, "Oh, it went away, and now the match is over." Um, so I really did like what I see. As I said, I hadn't seen too much of Trish Adora, except I think mostly probably close to what you have seen, which is you know that some of the AEW stuff and one or two matches on the indies or wrestlemania weekend or whatever it was but i thought she looked good i would be interested in seeing her again um but yeah three and three quarters i thought it was a really solid solid match the semi-main event was for the princess tag team titles the wasteland war party of heidi howitzer and max the impaler Defeating the champions, Saki Akai and Yuki Arai in 11 minutes and 29 seconds. This was another one I thought was a really good, solid match. Um, I thought it really picked up near the end. I thought the beginning was solid, but not blow away. And then I thought they really um, stepped it up a bit near the end. I really liked the part where Akai and Arai were just kicking Max repeatedly in the head. Um I really enjoyed that. And Kelly, what did you think?
3: I thought this was an incredibly well-built match. Uh it was a really good uh title change that I wasn't really expecting, but then as the match was building, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I think Wasteland War Party might pick it up because they really picked apart the less experienced member of the team and kind of took advantage of that that Arai is still so new. And so they used that against the team and was able to take them out and win the belt that way. Like it was a very smartly booked match. I so I I liked it a lot from that perspective.
2: And what did you end up going on the match?
3: Uh, I went three and a half.
2: Okay, I went three and three quarters. (laughs) Wow, we're right we're lining up with our differences here. Yeah. Uh yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm excited by the title change. Because uh, I think that, you know, certainly Max has gotten over in Tokyo Joshi. I think the team will get over. And I think that whoever beats them, Palm Juku
3: Palm and Harun and Neko. <laughs> uh,
2: are going to get a big reaction. Oh, yeah. Um, it's sort of... I don't know if you said this or someone else said this, but it was sort of what I think Tokyo Joshi was trying to do with their first defense against... Um, uh, Rhea O'Reilly and what's-her-face.
3: Oh, yeah, and that match sucked.
2: <laughs> like, sort of a foreign team that was like, ah, we're bad and we're coming in. Yeah, but this Max was what that match
3: much wanted yeah. to be. That was That was the version of this match we have at home.
2: The main event was for the Princess of Princess title, Yuka Sakazaki retaining her title over Miyu Yamashita in 16 minutes and 8 seconds. And Kelly, we have to talk about the thing we have to talk about first, which is which is Miyu taking a flipping bump off the turnbuckle to the floor and smacking her head... Um.
4: She Insane. has
2: recently been diagnosed with a mild concussion. Um, oh, really? Oh, yes. I missed that. So she will be missing, uh, I believe, a few shows. Um, or maybe she won't be missing. I think she missed um, the the two shows that they did this weekend. Because um, I think she will be back for the Max Hart tournament. But I thought when it first happened in the match, I thought, well, the match is over. Because she's concussed and she's not going to be able to keep going. I mean, it was, it looked crazy.
3: It looked insane. Like it was, it was a cool spot. (laughs) I'll tell you that. I know she got hurt, but Hey, she seems to be okay. And she pushed through the rest of the match and did some more insane shit as the match went on. So like, I don't know this, I think it turned out to be okay because it was a cool as hell match.
2: Yeah, I knew it was okay when they got up and then she gave Yuka like a suplex on the floor or something. There was some other crazy move where I was like, oh, okay, Uh, either she's okay or she's maybe not okay and just doesn't care and is going to keep doing crazy stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah, they just went out there and were like, hey, what if we just kill each other for 16 minutes? And Yuka was like, okay, let's do that. And it was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, they just went at each other. They had the headbutt at one point, uh, which I couldn't exactly tell whether it was a shoot headbutt or not.
3: I think it was a shoot. I think it was. That's what I thought as
2: well. But then I was like, maybe it wasn't because it's a very unusual um, Tokyo Joshi thing to have happen. There was the um, crash rabbit heat that Miyu did to the back of Yuka's head, which looked wild. And then they just had a bunch of crazy strikes. Yeah. Um, Just
3: super stiff the entire match.
2: My one complaint was that I thought the middle sagged slightly, like very minorly, but sort of in the middle. I was like, hmm, and then they picked it back up. Uh, but I went four and a half, so still a match that I thought was uh, very good.
3: Yeah, I went four and three quarters. Uh, it was cool to see Terminator Yuko return and take out Miu, Just fucking awesome. Real good chance it ends up in my top 10 <laughs> of the uh, of 2023.
2: And then after the match number 1 contender Mizuki coming out to officially challenge Yuka for the big show there was some hesitation there as tag team partners saying they didn't want to fight each other but it will be happening and once again Kelly and I will get our hopes up Yep that Mizuki will win the title but we'll have to see Now they I'm like Did say when the match is It's at their big um March eighteenth show, okay, uh, which is at what's the venue called? Um. Anyway, the big the big March eighteenth show, okay, they're having, um, but we'll see. I mean, I guess the good thing now is I think well, it's so obvious Mizuki will win, but I've thought that many times, so now I'm (laughs) doubting myself. Uh, which I guess good booking by Tokyo Joshi then.
3: I think. I don't know. I think Yuka might win purely because I wouldn't take the title off her yet. <laughs> she's have like right now. She's the best she's ever been. Like I would let her have a long ass title reign.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I I got to stick with Mizuki because I love Mizuki and I think that she should win the title. Hell, You but... know
3: what? Have Yuka hold the title for another year. And then Mizuki is eventually the one that beats her for it. <laughs>
2: my gosh uh well we'll see in a few months time uh what happens but that was tokyo joshi's january 4th show what else has been happening in the world of joshi well the one thing we've got to talk about briefly not from a joshi show is the official debut of mercedes monet in at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom coming out after the IWGP women's title match between Kyrie and Tom Nakano and attacking Kyrie and challenging her for the title, which will be happening on uh the New Japan San Jose show in February in the United States. Kelly, did you watch I'm assuming you did. Did you watch the IWGP women's title match? What did you think of it? And what did you think of the debut of Mercedes Monet?
3: Uh, Yes, I did watch it. Uh, I liked the match a lot. It was a hard-hitting sprint, and that was cool to see. But it was one of those things where it was clear they did not have much time because of what was going to happen in the post match. And so that was all contained as one big segment. So the match definitely got cut because of that. So that kind of sucks, but I don't know. I think for what they were, what time they had, they made good use of it. I went three and three quarters on it. Uh, the debut, I think wasn't good. I think it was a bad debut. Like I, the first time I saw it, I thought it was kinda just awkward. But I watched all of Wrestle Kingdom yesterday. And so I rewatched some stuff, including uh Mercedes Monet's debut. And now I've settled on, I think it was actively bad. Uh I think the promo wasn't any good, but again I think she was just trying to I guess talk slowly so the Japanese fans could understand her. I I think that's what she was doing, but I thought her music was bad. I think her gear was bad. I think her hair was bad. I think her move on Kyrie looked bad. Like if this wasn't Mercedes, Mercedes Monet, and it wasn't Sasha Banks and wasn't a big deal that she was jumping over. I think more people would be like, this is a bad segment. <laughs>
2: I think she might've been not that they would have wanted this to happen, but I think she may have been better served by debuting in AEW first. Uh, just to have that way of being like, I'm here and I'm established. It feels, even though many people know who she is, it felt like an unestablished person just in that we don't really have any sense of who she is outside of WWE. Yeah. Um, So that was sort of, I didn't think the promo was terrible. I thought it was just sort of one of those awkward things where it's an English speaker, you know, speaking to a crowd that is not mostly English speakers. I mean, I thought the move that she hit did not look good. I thought, I think if the move would have looked good, I think it would have, I think people could have probably gotten over the promo. Yeah. Um, a little bit more, but then she was like, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And then you sort of hit a move that is like, ooh, that looked bad. (laughs) And then you're like, well, the whole thing is bad. Whereas if she hit a move that looked really great, people would probably be like, "Yeah, not a great promo, but wow, she laid Kyrie out. Um, I also still think it's one of those weird things where I'm not entirely sure how much New Japan exclusive fans really care about this title i don't think they i think they sort of look at the like they look at wrestle kingdom which had this iwgp women's match on it and they're sort of like oh interesting but they have really no connection to it you know what it
3: is now it's the nwa title
2: well, I think it's a little bit better than that. <laughs> but,
3: like, just look at the card placement. It's pretty much in the exact same spot where the NWA title matches would be. <laughs>
2: it, yeah, and it, it just feels like something where I'm not entirely sure doing a... I don't even know how long the match was. Doing this sort of short match...
3: It couldn't have been the, more than, like, seven minutes.
2: Yeah, where the outcome is not in doubt. And... Like, I don't know that anyone looked at it and was like, wow, we've gotta watch stardom now. You know, not to mention the whole thing sort of being overshadowed. The match by... was
3: 547.
2: Okay. Being overshadowed by the fact that everyone knew this debut was about to happen. And now they're doing it on this US show you know, the title match. I don't know. The whole thing just feels very, I get what they're trying to do. I don't know if they're succeeding.
3: No, I I don't. At this point, it doesn't feel like they're trying to make it work. We'll see how that goes with Mercedes and Kyrie and what their card position is on that show. Because you would assume in America, they'll probably be pretty high up on the card.
2: I mean, I'm assuming they're going to main event.
3: That's, yeah, I, you would have to assume, but like, I don't, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see how they, it continues to be booked in New Japan because I don't, aside from maybe big shows, I don't think this title's really going to get defended in stardom.
2: Uh, no, it isn't going to get defended. I think yeah. the whole point is it's not getting defended in stardom.
3: Yeah. And yeah. also because of that, I'm still not convinced that Mercedes is working stardom.
2: Well, supposedly she's working their big big show and that's it. Yeah, okay. So I don't it. know, maybe she wins maybe she wins the title and then she does defend the title on that show and she loses it. Maybe. Um
3: and then she goes I'll, back to the Fed.
2: <laughs> I'll say this for Mercedes Monet. If she if her presence in and around Stardom, whatever that happens to be gets it so that we can get live shows on Stardom World, she will become my favorite Stardom wrestler of all time.
3: Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen because they're so hardcore into the pay-per-view model now.
2: Because I think if they trot out the pay-per-view model, if if they say, okay, mercedes Monet is defending against, I don't know, whoever on this big april show and they stick with their pay-per-view model i think a lot of people are not gonna buy it yeah and i 100 percent think, 100% go, hey, think what that's happened? what's gonna happen uh so uh we'll see yeah
3: no i am 100 percent convinced that nothing will change how they do their model now because people keep buying their shows <laughs>
2: And you may be right.
3: They ran a pay-per-view last night. You didn't even know about.
2: <laughs> uh, that is true. Uh, which speaking of that pay-per-view that I didn't realize was happening uh, on that pay-per-view, which was a continuation of the triangle derby tournament, which stardom kicked off earlier this week. Uh, the main event was Saya Kamatani defeating Ami Sore to retain her title It was her 13th successful defense in a row, which ties Momo Watanabe's defense record with the title. So Saya Kamatani calling out Momo Watanabe after the match to offer her a title shot. So the two people tied on 13 defenses. If Saya beats her, she will hold the all-time defense record um other than that in stardom the triangle derby is happening it just kicked off they've had a few shows uh we will most likely not be covering a lot of the triangle derby on the show but we will talk about the standings and everything that's happening but probably not diving deep into any of these shows because fuck off with
3: another tournament stardom fuck right off
2: in my opinion stardom does too many tournaments Um, and we're about to talk about another one they're doing in the upcoming shows. Uh, Uh, what else has been happening? Seedling had a show on December 28th. Big news there. Well, first Mima Shimoda is back and also Arisa Nakajima returning and defeating Hiroyo Matsumoto to win back the Beyond the Sea title, which she had to vacate due to her injury and has now won that back There were some after-match happenings which are going to lead into their next show, which we'll talk about soon. In Oz Academy, they had a big show on December 30th. Chihiro Hashimoto and Yu defeating Hiroyo Matsumoto and Rina Yamashita to win the Oz tag titles and Akino retaining the Oz singles title over Mayumi Ozaki. Tokyo Joshi had a show on the seventh. Two shows on the seventh and the eighth. The big happening there, beyond the announcement of uh, Miyu Yamashita's mild concussion, was that the Wasteland War Party briefly kidnapped Palm Harajuku. Oh no! Uh, took her backstage, and then Heidi Howitzer told Max to release Palm because they were there to win matches and not kidnap people. <laughs> uh, was it seems to me i mean it's very clear that heidi howitzer is the is the uh brains of the operation in the <laughs> wasteland war party
3: so did,
2: did you watch this show i didn't watch the show but i saw some clips okay so uh, was that like a backstage segment they did yeah because max carried palm backstage like over her shoulder okay passed out um so they're doing in I just in
3: Wrestle Universe they're doing more backstage stuff because on the final Gunbare show of the year, they did a segment where Imanari as himself and Imanari from the Pheromones met up as though they're two entirely different people.
2: <laughs> oh interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this was more of a traditional, like, what do you think about the mash? And it just happened that they also had uh, kidnap Pom. Okay. (laughs) I guess kidnap is like they were still in the venue and everyone knew where Pom was because they were in front of a camera (laughs) with her. But they sort of held her for a brief amount of time. (laughs) Uh, I hope this becomes
3: a recurring theme where Max keeps wanting to kidnap Pom.
2: It could be, and that may lead to the big Palm Hair Juku moment.
3: Yep. It's or Palm joins them.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
3: Palm becomes the Spike Dudley to the Wasteland War Party's Dudley Boys.
2: Ice Ribbon had their traditional (laughs) December 31st Ribbon Mania show. Hikaru Shida and Ibuki Hoshi retaining their tag titles over Totoro Satsuki and Yuna Manase. Um, It was announced that Ibuki Hoshi will be having singles matches from now until Shida returns with the tag titles. That started on their January 3rd show. She had a singles match against Nao Ishikawa, which was a lot of fun, at their dojo. Um, that is available on their Club Ice Ribbon YouTube channel. Also at that Ribbon Mania show, Sayori no retaining her Ice Infinity title over Asahi. Wave had a their first of the month show, which happened to be January 1st, the first day of the new year. Yu retained her EVE International title against kohaku Akari shimizu and saki retained their tag titles against cherry and keira yoniyama and hikaru shida another successful title defense retaining her regina de wave title against risa sarah so that is everything i want to has this show made tape is this out uh i don't think it has i didn't find it Okay, because um, I really want to
3: see that Shido versus Sarah match.
2: I believe their December 22nd show has is out there. Okay. Um, so it may just be a few more uh, days. Cool. Upcoming. What is upcoming? Well, Stardom is continuing their Triangle Ribbon Tournament uh, with shows on the 9th, the 14th, and the 15th. On the 9th, a fun singles match on that card. Suri versus Yuna Mizumori ooh uh, is happening so that should be um a lot of fun and then new blood 7 is happening on January 20th featuring the tag the new blood tag tournament that's right mm. if you love tournaments stardom is the promotion for you uh you'll never be without one the card is Miran who is from uh Diana going up against Rena Nanai Takahashi will take on Wakasukiyama in a passion injection match where Nanai will hope to inject passion for wrestling into Wakasukiyama and then
3: at least but, it's not like one of those uh like needle matches <laughs> that's that's what like I I assumed it was like Jun Kasai is going to come stab Wakasukiyama <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I think it's just a um a statement of mental intent and not yeah. physical intent.
3: Oh, okay. I just, it was, I was thinking of, um, the matches Kasai would have against, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they would, or they would do them. Like they would call them stimulation, something matches. <laughs> and it'd just be all needles and shit.
2: Yeah. I don't think stardom's gone that far to, uh, needles. <laughs> yeah. Quite yet.
3: That you gotta wait for stardom and showcase for that. <laughs>
2: The tag tournament matches will be Mariah May and Zaya Brookside taking on Starlight and Karma.
3: Okay, what are we doing with Karma? Why is she still doing this? She was her normal self on the on the Big 29th show.
2: She's Karma. What the fuck? <laughs> Micah and Tomoko and Nabo will take on Hanan and Saya Ida. Amy, Sore and Nanami will take on Momo Kogo and Momoka Hanazona. And very excitingly, Hina and Miyu Amasaki will take on my Sakurai and the returning, triumphantly returning Rossi said, if you don't support it, you can't be our sponsor. Returning to new blood. Chen Yoda. Fuck. Yeah.
3: Rossi heard she got the award in the last episode.
2: And Rossi literally fired the sponsor that didn't like her on the shows and got someone else.
3: Did you see the video from the press conference where they convinced Rossi to bite into a carrot and it's as though he's never had a carrot in his life before? And it was like the worst thing he's ever tasted?
2: Uh, I have not seen that, although as someone who also does not like carrots... i i understand that i'm
3: sending you this right now it's one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen because everyone seems kind of just like bewildered by the carrot just as a whole like what is this and And rossi's one of the, of the most
2: bizarre things you've seen says a lot for uh something happening at a stardom press conference.
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the, like, it really is like the most animated I've ever seen Rossi. Yeah. Like, well... He's definitely not asleep in this part of the press conference. And he's just like, all right, here's the, I just sent it to you so you can watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great. It's, and then Chan Yota is just dressed in like a traditional playboy bunny outfit too, which is fantastic. She was just, not oh, going wow. to be used like it's so good
2: he's eating he's reacting to the carrot as if it's very hot yes it's like, like it's it goes- the spiciest thing he's ever eaten oh wait <laughs> and then he just wanders off yeah he because he chews
3: it just a little bit but it's clear he's yes. like nope i'm gonna go spit this in the garbage
2: he does one chew his eyes go wide he covers his mouth he goes <laughs> no he chews it to." Oh, it's in the side of his mouth. He's sort of chewing and now he walks off.
3: <laughs> and Mio Amasaki face... is
2: just looking. <laughs> She's like, and he's gone. "What did I si- what did I sign up for?" <laughs> uh, all oh, right. Well, I didn't see it, but now I have uh I have seen it.
3: <laughs> Cuz it's like when I describe to you what's happening, what actually happens is not at all what you expect it to be, but like it's just isn't like has he never had a carrot before?
2: <laughs> I guess not. Now I'm gonna go. His, uh, I mean, really, his eyes going wide after the carrot goes in his mouth should be a meme.
3: It yeah, it's the most surprised anyone has ever been.
2: <laughs> and then. <laughs>
3: Thank you for this oh, gift. He hands the carrot
2: back. He hands the carrot back <laughs> to Chimoda. Because she's then holding it like proof of something. <laughs> I mean R- oh, Rossi's
3: wait. look of surprise is our new show logo.
2: Here, I'm actually uh oh wait, can I not do this? Oh there there we go. Okay. I'm taking a screenshot of <laughs> Rossi's uh, surprise face! I'll just I'm just gonna post that with no context um, to our Twitter. Good, or maybe I'll po- post it with a context of someone's excited for our new episode. <laughs> um, Love it. Anyway, and then the very next day on the twenty first, Stardom has a show that will feature Ami Sore defending her future of Stardom title against my sakurai uh, seedling has a show coming up on the 13th that will feature a singles match a fun singles match between kaho kobayashi and kakaru sakaguchi that should be fun and then we'll also feature after arisa won the beyond the sea title back the quote-unquote new generation of wrestlers came out and challenged her so this m- show we'll see arisa nakajima hiroyo matsumoto and ryo mizunami taking on riko kaiju riko kawahada and itsuki aoki in a match tokyo joshi has the beginning of their max heart tournament coming up which is their tag team tournament on january 15th the three matches will be saki akai and yuki arai the former champions taking on raku and yuki aeno uh, Raku and Yuki were scheduled to have that tag title challenge that did not happen because of um, Raku, but getting a chance here to maybe defeat the former champions and move on in the tournament. One to one million, Miyu Yamashita and Maki Ito will take on free Wi-Fi, Hikari Noah and now Kakuda. And Yuki Kamafuku and Mihiro Kiryu will take on the Karate Pals, Juri Nagano and Moka Miyamoto. And then on the 19th, Shoko Nakajima and Hyper Masao will take on Haruna Neko and Kaya Toribami, And Rika Tetsumi and Miyu Watanabe will face the winner of the Akai Raku-Yuki Aeno match. And Daisy Monkey, Suzume, and Ariso Endo will take on the winner of Kamifuku Kiryu against Nagano Miyamoto. Really hoping to see Suzume and Endo versus Nagano and Miyamoto cuz I think that will be really good and I think Suzume and Ariso Endo have a good shot in this tournament.
3: Yeah, that would be a really nice match. I Yeah, I think that's uh I think that's the way to go with those two with those two teams
2: for sure. Sendai Girls has a big show coming up on the 15th. I did not allow Kelly to look at this card. Okay, good. We I've been it.
3: scrolling down very carefully so as not to spoil myself for whatever be- this is going to be.
2: Because I believe there is a major Kelly match on this show, but I think this whole card looks very good. Uh, we'll start with Eureka Oka versus Unagi Sayaka in a singles match. Jaguar Yakoda. Kyoko Inoue and Aja Kong will take on Sayoriya No, Miyuki Takase, and Ayame Sasamura. Hiroyo Matsumoto and Jun Kasai will face off against Mayumi Ozaki and Takashi Sasaki. Hell yeah. In a match, a big time Kelly Energy match. Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome. There And then two title matches, Hiro Hashimoto and Yu will defend their tag titles against Ryo Mizunami and Manami. And Asuka will defend her title against Mika Iwata. That, to me, looks like a great card.
3: Damn, that show rocks. And I really need to not forget to watch it because I assume it's going to pop up on their YouTube.
2: <laughs> well, we will watch it. We will watch it and we will cover it next time
3: hell yeah saying
2: it right here we're gonna cover it in depth next time that's a great card uh 2022 we covered a lot of stardom and tokyo joshi 2023 we're gonna get more into everyone in the whole scene and that's gonna start next time with this big sendai girls show but that is everything coming up in the next two weeks of joshi kelly What else do you have to say to the people?
3: Uh, So as the show was going, or actually just a little bit ago, I was sent this video from Tony Atlas's uh, Twitter where a woman repeatedly punches him in the face and then stomps on his head. And he goes, old school can give it and they can take it. Hashtag tough, hashtag old, hashtag man, hashtag stomp, hashtag kick, hashtag punch. It's all in the mind and making me feel fine.
2: And let's all carry that energy forward in 2023. Yep. Well, that's all we got. (laughs) If you can believe that. Uh, (laughs) uh, So we will talk to you again in two weeks for Kelly. I am Taylor saying farewell and see you next time.